Roman Show and today we are joined by Anjan or as you guys might know him, Meditate with Anjan. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Casey. Uh, my pleasure to be here. And it would have been lovely to be in the studio, but I know we're all keeping our safe social distancing. Of course we are. And to kind of give a brief um, information about you, you're of course a, a meditator and a healer. Um, but where are you right now? What's your setup? What's your situation? I'm at home. This is my meditation corner at home. Uh, this design you see behind is called the Sri Yantra. It's a Vedic geometrical representation of the universe and the human body. Wow, amazing. And speaking about like this, this, this is a lot of this will be new to me. So I'm very interested to kind of dive right in. But you are um, a healer. And how do you get onto that path in life? I think the most important thing to realize is that everybody is a healer. Right. Uh, so there's nothing special I do except channel the universal healing energy through me. So you can train to be able to be more sensitive to the universal healing energy and pass it through you to help somebody else remind themselves of their full healing potential. So the word healer is actually um, a misrepresentation because I'm not actually doing anything. <laughs> I'm simply holding space. I'm a space holder. I'm a conduit. I'm a, I'm a medium. That's why I'm in between uh, the universe and the person receiving the healing, if that makes sense. It does. Well, to me, how I would translate that is that you, it's like you were kind of a, a medium, like you said, of like positive energy. So you are doing something. You're kind of bringing your positive flow to another person. But is this something that you have felt that you had the skill for your whole life? Or is it something that you kind of only recognized in recent years? In fact, the, the trick there, I feel, my, in my humble opinion, is to remove yourself from the equation. Okay. As long as I think I am doing something, I'm not going to be adding value to the person. Because who am I except uh, a normal human being like anybody else? But mm-hmm. if I remove myself, the I, from the equation and merge with the universal power of healing, at that moment, magic happens. The more I put myself into the equation, where I'm the object or it's my ego that's doing the healing, it's not, there's going to be no paradigm shifts. So I realized, I think, six, seven years ago that I was able to tap into this infinite potential and help people find better versions of themselves. Of course, I went through a journey. It started with maybe a physical type of body work, which is uh, Thai body work, massage, Ayurvedic massage. And then it went to more at the energy level where I did Reiki, pranic healing, Kundalini Shakti healing. And then I even learned some modern scientific applications of healing like hypnotherapy and um, a few other modalities. Uh, but I, I, don't, uh, I don't see that many of these go away from the truth that the more you remove yourself from the equation, the more value you are. the more valuable you are to the person who's receiving the healing. And with all these different types that you just mentioned that kind of led you on your journey, um, what is that kind of the real meaning of healing? Or as someone who is kind of undergoing the journey with you, is there a different meaning for them? Or how would they kind of describe healing? I would say that there's a lot of wounded healers in society today. And from a purist point of view, Uh, that is unacceptable because unless you're completely healed, you really cannot be a smooth flowing channel to allow somebody else to heal. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, But 
a wounded healer concept has existed from the days of battle, where even if you're wounded, you can help somebody else. Even if you have little knowledge, that little knowledge can be a bit more than somebody else's zero knowledge. If you have little in your cup, you pour out some more for somebody else. But then what happens is you end up depleting your own resources, right? So only if you can be full energetically, because these are, these are actually occult practices you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, they're not really scientifically proven. They're mystical occult practices come into modern, um, you know, mainstream. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very careful if you don't know what you're doing. You could even mess people up. So I'm very wary of people who call themselves healers and very wary of uh, wounded healers. So how can you, what, what do you think is the standard of calling yourself a healer? Hmm, I don't think something like this can be standardized. So I would say don't even call yourself a healer. Find out ways to completely be in a supreme state of well-being yourself, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, socially. After you're in a supreme state of well-being, see if you can detach yourself from that moment from your identity of your name, your nationality, your job, your color, your any other identity holding on when you meet somebody else. So which is and then learn how to transmit, learn how to transmute, learn how to be a conduit. Mm -hmm. There are many, many modalities that's easy to learn today, including Reiki, pranic healing, EFT, hypnotherapy, massage therapy, uh, kinesiology, um so many different ways um, um what is this new one craniosacral therapy and let's say for example you're doing this as a profession i know that you have clients and retreats and things which we'll get to in a little bit but how describe to me a client what is the positive reaction for someone who knows nothing about this if i go and i start on this journey what is kind of the positive effects you hope to see in someone So though I'm, I, I cringe when you say I'm doing this as a business <laughs> because I'm, in, in my heart, I'm not. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm cringing when I heard that. I'm Sorry. <laughs> They, no, 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 not it's just, it's just how I would, it's just how I would understand no, it from. Because unfortunately or fortunately, capitalism has entered even ancient practices. So in today's capitalistic society, it's important for people to talk about monetary exchange. But it was not like this in the olden days. The yeah. village dealer would just sit there. You have a problem, you go to him and you're sorted. Yeah. Right? There's no really, it's just, you just give him respect and love. So of course I have to pay my rent and because I live in Dubai and that's a choice that I made, right? So um, A person's journey is purely dependent on that person. So there's tons of testimonials I've put on my Instagram, but usually um, I've not had anybody with uh, any negative effects so far. Everybody's felt more healed and in a, with a higher sense of well-being. If you say the journey, it's always from a state of, um, what do you say, ill-being to a state of well-being. Okay. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a positive mental, spiritual effect similar i'm very of the word positive because it's overrated okay uh, i think for me healing is being in in a state of equilibrium okay a positive not negative because both of these are temporary flux okay they're temporary states. um of course it's better to be positive than to be negative but i'm wary of 
positive. I, and from personal experience, I used to call myself a motivational speaker. I did about 300 talks as a motivational speaker for different corporates. This was about five years ago. Mm -hmm. And then I realized maybe they're motivated for one week or one month or 20 days or six months. But after that, their motivation dies again and they got to call me back again, the same corporate, to give them another talk on motivation. I said, what is this all about? And I realized that motivation has to come from within. Mm -hmm. So no matter, like this is the perfect case of uh, uh, New Year resolutions, right? You're yeah. motivated. The entire common consciousness is like, let's do this on New Year's. But then it fizzles out because there's no inner motivation. Never true keep that. <laughs> if there is true desire, there will be action behind that desire. So I think it all boils down to that. So I don't really push anything on anybody. If somebody wants it, I'm available to help. <laughs> This is amazing. And I want to talk to you about your involvement in a gut health, um, some work with gut health, because we all know how, well, I know that um, kind of a good state of gut health can lead to a healthy life. However, I don't know how I can improve my own gut health. Uh, so what is kind of your involvement there? So I'm involved in a project where we're starting a microbiome company. The microbiome is your general flora of bacteria that exist in your gut, actually through your entire um, you know, mouth to rectum cavity, your entire food cavity and gastrointestinal tract. So there's more than 3 trillion bacteria that exists. And uh, with new signs that are coming up, they're yeah. connecting the health of the gut to everything from mental diseases and neurodegenerative exactly. disorders like Alzheimer's and anxiety and depression to more physical disorders like gastrointestinal trouble or stomach ache or ulcers or liver problems or diabetes. Mm -hmm. So there's still research. I'm not from a medical background, so but I'm keenly interested in this field. So we're putting together some dynamics. I've partnered with a company that does tests for the microbiome and gives you a result you know like these genetic tests which mm -hmm. are there available now which you can train your genet you can trace your genetic ancestry yeah really these are gut microbiome tests uh, which help you to kind of classify and categorize the different gut bacteria in you thereby helping you realize are you better at digesting vegetables or meat or oil or fatty acids or protein and therefore what should you eat And thereby creating interventions to help uh, create a beautiful and conducive and balanced uh, macrobiotic space within the gut. So it's very exciting for me because uh, everybody says, you know, who am I? And it's like the question of every spiritual seeker. I have a new answer. You are the space, you are the universe for three trillion bacteria, three trillion beings to live. That's what you are. So what, you're on the journey so to try and improve it. For We can all improve ours, our three million bacteria. You take care of them, they take care of you. Very good. Well, I, I think it's so interesting as well. You, I think it's a very exciting it. space to be in. But another another part I know that you've been involved in was uh, a meditate with Anjan. You wanted to meditate with a million, or you plan to meditate with a million people, um, which, is, which is an so amazing nice. figure. Um, I'd love to know how you're doing. Uh, when I, when I, in March 2019, when I wanted to give a twist, uh, I was consulted by a very, um, very powerful brand agent. She said, you need to give a twist to all your meditation classes, make a unfathomable, big, 
Harry audacious goal, PHAG. It's like a corporate NBA term. So I said, okay, I want to meditate with 1 million people. Now, if I did 10 big events of 10,000 people across 10 years, it would reach 1 million. <laughs> but I think I've meditated with about uh, 2,000 or 3,000 people over the last one year. So I'm nowhere near 1 million, but I am not in a hurry. The idea of this goal for myself was also to put myself in a space where I'm ready to fail. Mm -hmm. Because society sees failure as a bad thing, whereas failure is the best thing that can happen to you. So if you're not afraid to fail, then you just keep doing the action required. And you don't really wait for the phala or the fruit of success. 100%. And throughout COVID, how did you um, continue? Uh, did you Do you meditate via Zoom or do you kind of uh, do it solo or how was your COVID experience? So March, April, May, and June, I pretty much did nothing. <laughs> Same. Except <laughs> contemplate the um, capitalistic agenda of productivity. Oh, you have to do something. You have to learn something. Make the most of this time. You know, you've got to go out there, start the e-commerce store, and you've got to learn how to do things online, set up your online classes. Zoop, I did nothing. And I realized that this soldiering on, which is you need to keep working hard, It is, in fact, a capitalistic agenda. The yogic idea is relaxation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was pretty much doing nothing. And if you actually try, I challenge every single viewer on Dubai Loving, try just sitting and doing nothing for a few minutes. I find Don't that the hardest thing to do. It is the hardest <laughs> thing to do. It's easy to do things. So for three months, I pretty much did nothing. From July onwards, I've started again. So I'm not running online classes yet because my format has been very, um, there's a certain energy that's created in my classes and this is not tangible for me yet on the camera. Um, I need that feedback loop of what I'm giving and what I'm receiving, which is a constant flow. The word we use is Kundalini. So for me, I could not translate it online Plus, everybody's a meditation teacher and there's so many of them online. So God bless them. They're doing great work. So I said, I can sit back and relax. Everybody else is doing work. So <laughs> modalities, which I can teach online. I will probably release them only in 2021 okay. um, when I feel it from within. And tell me, um, before we finish up, I want to ask a little bit about your meditation and mm -hmm. You asked, you asked the Love and Dubai viewers to try and sit still for five minutes. And I think a lot of us would just say that is like very, very tricky. If I have my phone beside me and it, it blinks, I can't, I can't not look at it. So for you, tell me what it is like to kind of to meditate successfully or uh, to join a meditation class with you. What would that entail? A real one, not a Zoom one. So I'm going I'm I'm to kind of break some myth, okay? Uh, you don't have to sit in a certain pose and close your eyes and be physically in some space to meditate. In fact, meditation is not even something that you do. It is the exact opposite. Everybody has meditated sometime in their life. So maybe Casey, imagine a beautiful sunset that you saw. What happened during those moments of the sunset? What happened? Did case exist or were you merging with that moment in time and space? 
did your thoughts trouble you did you have worries of the past or anxiety of the future no you were just in that moment absolutely present mm -hmm. focused but not so focused this is the state of meditation mm -hmm. so meditation for me is not something that you do it's not a verb in fact the sanskrit word for meditation is dhyana which went to china and became chaan which went to japan and became zen so the english word meditation can be a bit misleading and dhyana simply means to have one pointed focus so you can meditate when you're eating it's called mindful eating you can meditate when you're walking you can meditate when you're talking to somebody when you're driving so mindfulness mixed with the term meditation is what dhyana means like a state so of existence I, sorry like a state of existence it is a state of being it's like breathing mm -hmm. so it not be something that you separately do and i tell all my students when they come to my my classes it's not this 90 minutes that we spend together that you will be meditating mm -hmm. it's the 27 outside this 90 minutes where you should be meditating in the traffic jam at the conference room <laughs> at the meeting at the meeting with the boss at the argument with the wife that's where you need it not in class <laughs> Well, I think learning for us all to kind of take a step back and put down our phones and get out of the rat race and actually take a second to just be mindful um, is something that we could all probably try and learn, learn a little bit more about. But before we get to our TD Tidy quiz, I want to ask you about a Brazilian martial arts that you're involved with, um, something I haven't heard of before. Could you tell me a bit more about it? It's a Japanese martial art. It's an ancient one, about 3,000 years Japanese old. Sorry. I go to Japan. I haven't gone this year. The grandmaster is 90 years old and he throws around the big European men like their toothpicks. Uh, the system is called Bujinkan. It synthesizes nine ancient schools, three of which are ninjutsu, which the ninjas trained. So we used to have regular classes here. I'm the highest rank in the Middle East. I hold uh, 11th Dan now, but we have suspended classes because it's heavy contact-based uh, martial arts. And the philosophy embodies similar philosophy like yoga, uh, which is the art of doing as little as possible, following the path of least resistance, and not really countering a fight with a fight, but really moving uh, around spaces and time so that you're able to uh, destroy the intention of an opponent and not necessarily uh, punch and kick him. Interesting. Very, very interesting. If anyone would like to, if our followers watching right now would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way they can do that? So thanks to Casey and this uh, Dubai loving interview, I have become reactive on my Instagram. My Instagram was cut off from March to now, like now, literally three days ago. So thanks. She called and said, "Hey, I'd like to interview you and put, uh, share some stories on Dubai loving." I said, "This is a good time to restart Instagram." So meditate with Anjan on Instagram and on Facebook. Very good. And we will leave everyone with our TD Tidy Dubai quiz. We are three weeks into this game where we ask questions about the city, the country that we're in, and also a little bit of current affair news to see how we're on top of it. I th What's the prize? <laughs> Excuse me? What's the prize? If you were in the Love of Dubai office, we would give you a red Love of Dubai wristband. But unfortunately, since you're not, I can give you a ranking, I can give you a score, and I can give you a round of applause. <laughs> no, actually, I, I'll tell you the gift I want. Please. I want you to attempt meditation. You. Absolutely happy to.
Absolutely. Okay, good. <laughs> that is done. Um, okay, so we will start. 30 seconds, if you can see it on the clock. Do, 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 do. Or sorry, 60 seconds. Your time okay. starts now. What famous hotel is based around the myth of underwater Atlanta City? Atlantis Hotel? What neighborhood in Dubai is defined by clusters? JLT, Jumeirah Lake Towers. This week, a cleaner in downtown went viral for creating a certain shape with leaves. What shape was that? I, I don't know. I haven't seen this viral video. So heart shape? I'm just going to guess. <laughs> Name Abu Dhabi's primary airline. Etihad. How many Emirates start with the letter A? Two. What's the world's tallest hotel? Armani Hotel. What year did the UAE form? Ah, 43 years ago. So uh, my math is bad. 56. What type of car does Dubai's ruler drive? A, uh, a Jeep, a wagon, a Mercedes, a wagon. What country holds the largest border with UAE? Saudi Arabia. Ah. <laughs> You did so well. We only got through nine of the questions, but the first one, Atlantis, you nailed. Second one, JLT. Third one. So this week, um, there was a beautiful photo of a cleaner in downtown Dubai. He was just kind of raking up leaves and he made this beautiful. I actually saw this. I think my subconscious gave me the answer. It was a hardship because he missed his wife. Exactly. It was such a beautiful story. Well, you got that correct. Um, Abu Dhabi's primary airline is Etihad. Two Emirates that start with A, Abu Dhabi, Ajman. The world's tallest hotel is actually the Gavora, because the Armani is um, is the and it only takes I think three floors of the Burj Khalifa, but the Gavora is this one on Sheikhside Road. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but there you go. Um, what year did the UAE form? 1971. Sorry. <laughs> what type of car does Dubai's ruler drive? You said. Wagon, you said, I'm really sure you got this. I was accepting it. Chai's like, yeah, you definitely got it. <laughs> it's a G-Wagon. Um, and what country holds the largest border with uh, the UAE? You said Saudi was correct. And then we missed the last one, which was what was the official language of Dubai? And you would have said... Arabic. Arabic, but we did it. So one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Congratulations. I actually, I think last week the it was the highest, it was six, so we keep changing the questions. So well done to you. Round of applause. <laughs> Very well done. Very well done. <laughs> I'm not I'm not that clued into all the materialistic advancements in the world. I'm pretty much sometimes in my own world. So <laughs> well, you did great. The questions are all very Dubai-based, very city-based. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. For sure. Excuse me? <laughs> There's no way I've ever known what's the tallest hotel for sure. Yeah, this is it. It's, it's, it's funny because when these things launch in Dubai, we'd be very much aware of them in the office, but I think I don't know beyond. Um, but it's a very, it's a gold hotel. Anyway, it's, not, it's, oh. it's on. Well, it looks gold. I don't know if it's real. I don't know. Anyway. I want to I wanna leave your viewers with one thought. Um, the trick to happiness is to detach between having and owning. So it's Dubai is a beautiful place because it encourages you and gives you the aspirational lifestyle of having things like cars and gold hotels, rooms in gold hotels and expensive stuff. But the more you have, it's good. That's abundance. Yoga also talks about abundance. But if you own it, 
it it ends up owning you mm-hmm. so have it but don't own it very very well said Thank you so much for joining us on The Love and Show. And guys, if you want to find Anjan, it's already been said, but find a Meditate with Anjan on Instagram. Instagram and on Facebook. And on Facebook. Thank you so much. Great guest on The Love and Show. Thank guys, not at all. Guys, we are back next week. Same time, same place. Stay safe and wash your hands. Bye.